Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm sitting uh, at my bright red desk after a nice day of work. And I am podcasting for the week of October 31st. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's the day when the veils between the worlds are the thinnest. So it's a lovely day to talk to your dead relatives and have a chat, light a candle, make a cup of tea, and have a, have a conversation. Um, the week ahead is very busy. I was several days last week. That snuffling cold thing you heard me hacking through <laughs> last week turned into a cold. Uh, so I uh, went to the bed, took to the bed. It was all good. You know, you, when I was younger, I used to push through those babies. I'd be like, I'm not sick. I'm just going to work. And uh, this, <laughs> with age comes wisdom, and I was like, all right, all right, I need to go to bed. I need to go to bed. And so I did. So that was helpful. Two days off. Uh, apologies to the clients that uh, were moved. Thank you for moving. Um, and I'm feeling much better, uh, which is always a good sign. So, and again, you know, it's that seasonal thing, you know, like the the winter changes. We're going to have daylight savings time next weekend. You know, there's this whole shifting in energy as the sun moves closer and closer to the winter Capricorn, to the solstice, to the bottom that it goes. So we're having this wonderful changing energy, which is which is good. It's really inviting us to shift and change and move in new ways. And this week, of course, the planets are all shifting. So we have a lot going on in the heavens, which makes for a little bit of a turbulent week down here on Earth where we're going to look at stuff and, and figure out how to work with it and what to do with it. And uh, the energy of change, the energy of newness, the energy of freshness is upon us. So first up, we're having a new moon happen. Uh, and the new moon is going to happen at the... Uh, going to happen on Thursday, uh, the 4th, and I'm going to do a new moon webinar on Wednesday night, the 3rd. It is not up yet because it's been that kind of week, so it'll be up tomorrow for you to sign up, and I'll also put it on Facebook. So the new moon webinar takes place, um, uh, the new moon is taking place on Thursday, and it's taking place at 5.14 p.m., and it is a Scorpio new moon at 12. It has a lovely, uh, just finished its square to Saturn. The sun and moon just finished their square. Mars is coming in for his square. And Venus and Mercury are both at the very, very last degrees. And they're forming a finger of God or a yod with the north node in Gemini. So we know this is a pretty potent one because the moon and the sun are meeting in Scorpio saying go deeper, go deeper. And of course our Mercury energy and our Venus energy we've been working with, Venus out of bounds, Mercury out of out of wild, Mercury retrograde still and is just clearing his shadow and they form an apex of a finger of God. So important choices this week. And of course the sun and moon are opposite Uranus. Uh, which is at 12.47, and the sun and moon are at 12.40, right? So that's, you know, seven minutes of arc separation. So it's like endings, relationships done, finished, kaboom, gone, off we go. Energy, release, 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 let go. So the energy of the week is release, 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 let go as we go towards that new moon. Um, I have a few people that are in hospice currently packing up and moving on to the next chapter. Um and there will be a lot of shifts. The Venus is out of bounds. She's still out of bounds, which gives her a very strong, potent energy uh, when she's out of bounds because she does 
what she wants. <laughs> She's also on the Galactic Center this week. Uh, so that is a lot of opportunity, a lot of ideas, a lot of information download. So we always kind of watch her when she hits 27, 28, 29 of, of Sag, which is where she is now this week. So you're going to watch for input. You're going to watch for ideas. You're going to watch for people to say, hey, you know, I was thinking, blah, 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 blah. Then she goes into Capricorn. And Venus goes into Capricorn on the day after the new moon on November 5th at 6.43 a.m. And Venus is out of bounds when she goes into Capricorn, which then suggests that it's going to be a little bit of an out-of-bounds journey with her while she's in Capricorn. And she's going to be in Capricorn until March 6th. Yes, you heard me correct. Normally she spends a month in a sign. She's going to be in Capricorn (laughs) until March 6th. Uh, when Venus is in Capricorn, remember all of our friends with Venus in Capricorn, you can line up 10 purses. They will tell you the best one, the most expensive one. They're able to pot, spot a Birkin bag or a Todd bag worth $20,000. And they can also spot the copy from Chinatown. So Venus in Taurus has an exquisite eye. She is going to be retrograde for 40 days uh, coming up soon. When she gets to 10, she enters her retrograde shadow. And she will be retrograde, and she will go over Pluto three times, and she will go over the sun. She will have a sun-Venus conjunction. She will be near Pluto when we have the first Pluto return for the United States on February in February of 2022. So this is a really important Venus in Capricorn energy. So we're going to look at her ingress chart a little more in depth next week because there's a lot this week. We're going to let that happen and see what shows up for us bright and early in the morning when she enters uh, Cap. But we're just aware that this Venus into Capricorn is till March 6th and a lot of a lot of juicy energy that we're going to be working with it. The other thing that I said, you know, Mercury's at the last degree of Sag. Um, so it is going to enter, Mercury's going to enter Scorpio on November 5th at 6.34 p.m. So she's entering, he's entering Scorpio about nine minutes before Venus enters Capricorn. And he will be in Scorpio through November 25th. This is when we start getting into the money conversations, the investment conversations, the taxes conversations. Because Venus and Mercury and Scorpio always wants to talk to you about your value, your purpose, your worth. What's it going to actually cost? So when he's in Scorpio through November 25th, He's in a very passionate placement, uh, Mercury is, and he's also looking at, you know, how am I proceeding and working with it. So, you know, taxes, tax season, your accounting, your will, your your money from other people, your money that you owe other people, your debt, all the Scorpio energy. What are you accounting for? Before he goes into Scorpio, on the 2nd, he is going to square Pluto, and on the 1st, he is going to square Eris. So Eris square Pluto, Mercury's already squared them, Mercury's already talked to them twice. He's already opposed Eris. I think I said square, but he's already opposed Eris two times, now for the third and final pass. He also has squared Pluto two times, now for the third and final square psychological integration, opposition, separating, interested in going another way. We also have Mercury sesquiquadrate Athena on the second. As you know, first he uh, first he has an opposition to Eris, and then he goes back to Athena and he goes, "Is this the strategy we're going to be taking? Really? Is this it? Are we are we sure we want to do this?" 
And then he squares Pluto, and Pluto goes, yeah. But he also recognizes the woundedness because he has a quindicile with Chiron and Aries on the second. So it's a really interesting week because it speaks to um, Mercury getting clear. And remember, I've been saying to you, you don't have all the information you need to make the decisions you need to make. This is the week when you get it. And once that information comes in, first, second, and third, and you have that new moon in Scorpio, and then you have Mercury going into Scorpio, and you have Venus going into Capricorn until March 8th, March 6th, rather, lots of changes, right? Lots of changes. Now, of course, last week, Mars went into Scorpio. Uh, and he's happy in Scorpio. He likes that. So he's in charge of the sun right now, and he will be in charge of the sun until December 14th when he goes into Sag. But he also, this week, when Mercury goes into Scorpio, uh, when Mercury goes into Scorpio on the 5th, Mars takes over Mercury. Now, remember, Mercury's been reporting to Venus, you know, for a while, out of bounds, and now he's going to be reporting to Mars. Mars in Scorpio is a sniper. Mars, Mars and Aries is the soldier that marches forward, boom, 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 you know, direct, straightforward, fight. Direct, easy, meat, mattress, and malt. No, big, no biggies with Mars and Aries. Mars and Scorpio, more strategic, more plotting, more planning, more big picture kind of energy. But also he's a sniper when he's in Scorpio. So if you think of snipers, you know, they sit up high. You know, one time I was flying out of uh, LaGuardia, and the president's plane had landed. And, I'm, you know, our planes held up, you know, where they were saying, hey, you know, the president landed, we have to wait. So we're on the plane, do-do-do-do-do, waiting. And then they go, okay, we got the clear to go. And we go by the plane, here's Air Force One, and then there's all these snipers. <laughs> and I'm like, they're up on, they're on these little platforms. I mean, they're you know, visible snipers, no less. But they're up there with these big rifles, you know, or I don't know what they, what, I don't know what snipers lose, but they're long, right? They're long, they're long and thin. And I was like, wow, snipers, they, they have snipers, you know? And of course, I mean, it makes sense. It is the president, but I was also like snipers in LaGuardia airport and the guys left already. Like, what are the snipers doing? But they were guarding the plane. Um, but it's that energy. Mars and Scorpio is snipers. And so we have this energy of, uh, seeing it. And remember, what snipers had to do was they had to wait till they got a clear shot. Never watch any of those war movies, right? They wait till they get a clear shot. And then when they shoot, they have revealed their position. So if you remember the pictures of Martin Luther King getting assassinated, he gets shot and everybody turns and points to where the bullet came from, right? Because snipers, once you shoot your gun, you're seen, or you're, you're no, they know where you are, kind of thing. So it's an interesting energy of this week. So as Mars, as Mercury goes into that, Mars and the Sun are already in Scorpio. So we're being a little more aware of sniper energy. We're being a little more aware of what's the strategic thing going on below the surface. What are the things we're not really hearing about that are part and parcel of this story? And it behooves us, because we do not have all the information we need yet, to be as conscious as of the data points that we're collecting, of the ideas that we're gathering, because this energy is very shifting and very changing. Now, the other thing that happens, I know it's a busy week, right? You're going, more and more? I'm like, more. On the new moon in Scorpio, we enter eclipse season. So the eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming, which is always fun, which makes the webinar that we're going to have on uh, Wednesday 
and it's not up yet, but it will be up tomorrow, um, Monday, the webinar on Wednesday, juicy, because we're actually getting ready for eclipses. And more importantly, the nodes, which have been in Gemini and Sagittarius for the last year and a half, are going to shift. And we're going to have an eclipse in Scorpio, and we're going to have one more eclipse in Gemini and Sag. And then the nodes are going to change. And they're going to shift into Gemini and Sag, or they're going to shift into Scorpio and Taurus for a year and a half. And as the eclipses roll in, this is a definite time for us to kind of have a vision of where we're going and what we're doing. But also, it's a deeper energy. It wants to take us deeper. And, of course, Scorpio says, this is what's a value to you. Is it really still a value? And the North Node in Taurus says, plant your stake. Now, we also think of Scorpio as the fall, right? It's when the leaves fall from the trees here in the Northern Hemisphere. And then we go to spring in Taurus time where things grow. So this is a time when the gardeners and the farmers plant things that are need to be in the ground. This is when you plant your bulbs, your tulip bulbs, your daffodil bulbs before the frost, but you put them in the ground because they need to be in the ground for a while and gestate and germinate and kind of do their little thing underneath. This is when we break the garlic cloves up and we, we break the clove of garlic into the little pieces of garlic, those little points, and we plant those, you know. So there's an energy of collaboration and connection when we go to the North Node, South Node, and Scorpio. The Sagittarius says, you think you know everything. You think you know everything. Go to that North Node in Gemini. Do beginner mind. Learn new stuff. Go figure it out. So the shift is very important as, as these energies change, and they will be changing, um, and, and we're going to really feel it. So important week, a lot of stuff going on. Eclipses are coming as, as of Thursday. Mercury going into Libra. I'm sorry, Mercury going into Scorpio after spending, you know, it's been in Libra since September. <laughs> and now it gets intense. I know, you think it's already been intense. You ain't seen nothing yet. What will you see next year? And then uh, Venus is going into Capricorn, March, and she will be in Capricorn. She goes into Capricorn on November 5th. She will be there until March 6th. And, of course, Mars in Scorpio, who will be in Scorpio, and you know, for another month until we get to December 14th, month and a half. So intense energy, folks. Uh, when we look at the energy of the week, and most importantly, that sun, moon, new moon is sun, Uranus square. And it uh, doesn't quite square Saturn because it did it this week, but the sun opposes Uranus this week, which is an aha moment, and it opposes it right at the moment of the new moon. So this is a big breakup, breakdown, break apart, change the structure week where there's like an aha. A lot of divorces will be announced. Because of the opposition, people going, I think I can't do it anymore. I've got to do something else. got to make a change. got to shift the structure. Um, so it's, it's a potent, potent little puppy that we're working with this week. Uh, so this week the sun is in Scorpio, and it goes from 9 Scorpio to 15 and a half. So planets in your chart between 9 and 15 are going to be woken up by the sun in some form of action. The hot days, as we mentioned already, are the... Um, is the, is the new moon that we have. But also the uh, moon is opposite Uranus on November 4th at 7.57 p.m. And the new moon, of course, is 5.14 p.m. East Coast time. So that, that moon is very juicy because it wants to blow things up. And right before the moon, right before the sun blows it up, the moon does. So it's, it's a very emotional day, that March 4th. 
Um, we also have the sun in a trine to Uranus, which gives him a lot of opportunity to come up with a new strategy or a new plan for things, a new idea of how he's going to do stuff. And relationships are under enormous stress with the sun in a semi-square to Juno, which kind of acts us, asks us to look at our relationships and understand how they work with us or how they serve us. Are they f- helping us forward with our big picture? Mercury is flying along because he's done with his retrograde journey, and he's flying from 12 Gemini or 12 Libra rather to 4 Sag. Uh, as I mentioned before, he goes into Sag on November 5th at 6:34. But Mercury, of course, is clearing his shadow. He clears his shadow on uh, the second, looks like. Um, but before that, he does have an opposition to Eris that happens on November 1st. And then he has a sesquiquadrate to Athena going, is this really the plan we're going to do? And then he has a, a quintichili to Chiron saying, this doesn't really look like a great plan. I'm not really too sure about this. And then he has a psychological integration with Pluto on November 2nd. And he has a sesquiquadrate with Ceres on the 2nd. So that's a pretty potent little patch of sky. And remember, it is Mercury. This is the third pass. This is when he tells you stuff. You've been learning stuff, but now this is when he really tells you. And so it's important to pay attention to the news, pay attention to the stuff that you've been noticing. You've been paying attention to this space. This is when the info comes in. And then you get to figure out what you want to do with it. And then Mercury goes into Scorpio, which says, okay, now that I know this, and then he has a hard aspect uh, to the nodes of fate on the 6th of November, an adjusting aspect, but he also has a sextile to Venus in Capricorn on the 6th of November. So the two of them get together, and they are forming a finger of God with a node, right? So there's a big finger of God in the sky, faded conditions, as they transition from their two signs that are in... um, fire and air, and they transition into earth and water. So fire and air are the visionary, earth and water are the manifester, and they're both aspecting that north node of fate. So this is a very fated week. Expect deals, expect to learn about stuff, expect choices to be made, expect consciousness to be reached. And again, we're still doing a lot of emotional processing because the sun and Mars are in Scorpio, inviting us to think, work deeper. Um, the energy of Venus, of course, this week is at 25 Sag, and she's going into Capricorn, um, and that happens on November 5th, and she gets to 2 Capricorn, and she has, of course, the finger of God on November 7th um, when, you know, she forms a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. So we're we're watching her and Mercury both dance together, both form aspects. Mercury forms an aspect on the 6th, Uh, Venus forms an aspect on the 7th, and it's on the north node of Gemini. There's there's choices. There's a process on how to proceed. And you want to think of all the stuff you've learned since September, and that's going to help you proceed forward in a different or new way. And that's the idea of the choice. So we've been saying, need more information, need more information. This week you get the last bits, and the chart's going to say, so choose. 
choose now that you've seen it and then we go into eclipse season and the eclipses show us even more and then we get to the last of the saturn uranus squares on december 24th where we go wow wow i really see it oh i i i, I see it i see it you don't have to show me anymore <laughs> um you know, sometimes that's an important component we also have mars aspecting the node of fate which he does on the second right so he does that First, he goes through and, and, and aspects the note of fate. So he kind of sets it up, loads it up with a little energy. And then Venus and Mercury come along and, and access that energy this week. So Mars isn't going that far. He's going um, from 150 Scorpio to 6 Scorpio. So he's not moving that fast. But he, is, he does have a sesquiquadrate to the Neptune on the 7th, which is stressful choices around the dreams. And then he also is aspecting the note of fate on the 2nd, and he's forming a finger of God because he's in Scorpio. He's um, kind of kicking up the energy of the transformation that Mercury's going to make behind him. Right? So Mercury comes in. Mercury's moving a little faster than Mars is. But Mars, Mars hits that finger of God right about the same time that Venus and the Mercury do. But it's like boom, boom, boom. So it's going to be a little hard to parse them apart. But there are, there are fated choices. And so if you've got stuff at zero Gemini, go. Also remember zero Gemini is trine to the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that we had last December at zero Aquarius, where the chart said, yeah, you've got to pick. You've got to make some choices. You've got to figure out where you're going and what you're doing. And so this is a really good opportunity if you've been dawdling on your choices, which you're totally permitted to do. This is when the universe is going to go, okay, time to pick, time to pick, got to go. You get your name called. You get your number called. You're like at the direct the Department of Motor Vehicles, and you, you know, you're getting you know, your numbers. Oh, it's like a ways away. Then suddenly you hear your number. Oh, my number's been called. Your number gets called this week. Uh, we also have Jupiter in Square de Vesta on the 2nd, so he's changing the home and hearth, and he's at 22 Aquarius. We also have Uranus in the sesquiquadrate to Juno on the 7th, the same day that finger hits, which is breaking apart relationships. We also have Pluto on Ceres on the 6th in the sesquiquadrate. You getting the idea of how the week's going to be? <laughs> sesquiquadrate, I know I shouldn't cackle like that. It's very unattractive. Um, sesquiquadrates are stressed, but you have to take action anyway. And I will say to you, if you're feeling exhausted, you know, I've been talking to people that are just like, you know, I'm running out. I just, uh, I'm done. It's very much the bandwidth is very narrow right now. So you really want to prioritize and not, you know, not these to-do lists of death where you've got all this to-do stuff you have to do. If you get three things done in a day, even two things, you're doing good because the energy is very turbulent. People are very wild, and it's not focused. It's just not focused energy. So when it's this out of focus or this faded feeling, people are just really feeling like, oh, wow, I just got to, I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. So breathe. Give yourself time. Give yourself time off. Go to bed. Do things that are recreational. I was talking to one of my favorite clients earlier today, and she goes, Netflix and chocolate croissants. <laughs> and I'm like, totally, totally works for me. How can a chocolate and a buttery piece of bread combined with a movie from Netflix not be great, right? So you know, whatever your whatever your go to comfort food is, look for comfort this week. It's it's a it's a bit of a turbulent little fellow. I don't know if we, weeks or fellows. 
probably should check its gender pronoun. At any rate, this week we also have, of course, we've shifted into November. So let's look at our lunar calendar and what's coming on. So today, the moon is in Virgo, which is a lovely place for it to be. It gets a lot accomplished, work, 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 busy, busy, busy. And it goes void tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon at 1. And it's void between 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. And that's All Saints Day. It's also the cross-quarter day. It's also Samhain. Samhain, some people call it. I never say it right. But anyway, it's the day when the veils are thin. And it's not particularly bad, but that nice little six-hour void moon there in the middle of Monday, the first, take a nap (laughs) or go to choice. The second is Election Day, right? Here in New York, we're having a race for the mayor. Uh, So the moon goes into Libra Monday night at 7.11 p.m., and it's in Libra on Tuesday, it's in Libra on Wednesday, and it goes void at 6.32 p.m. with Venus in Libra in a sextile or moon in Libra, rather, in a sextile to Venus and Sag. Remember, Venus and Sag is still out of bounds, way out of bounds. So there's this nice sextile. The moon is void for two hours, two and a half hours on the third. goes void at 6.32 p.m., enters Scorpio, 8.52. So the closing aspect for Monday and Tuesday is nice. Monday night and all day Tuesday and all day Wednesday, nice, because it's a sextile. The Scorpio moon on the third, 8.52 p.m., adjust for your time, new moon. The new moon happens at 5.15 p.m., and that's on Thursday. And then the moon is in Scorpio on Friday, and it goes void at 12.10 p.m. Moon in Scorpio goes void with a sextile to Pluto. So that's a new moon that's kind of powerful. It's got a lot of potent little energy in it, energies in it, that kind of encourage us to uh, shift our focus. And so the the moon is at 5.15 on Thursday night. Um, and then the, then on Friday, very turbulent day, because at 6.44 uh, a.m., Venus goes into Capricorn, and then at 6.53 p.m., Mercury goes into Scorpio, and the moon goes void in between. And then at 8.52 p.m. on the 5th, the moon goes into Sag. Um, and it will be in Sag Friday night, Saturday Sunday going void at 8.44 a.m. with a sextile to Jupiter. Again, a nice closing aspect. And next Saturday night, the 6th, is daylight savings time um, where we fall back. And then the moon is void all day long, the 7th, all day long. 8.44 a.m. it goes void, and it goes into Capricorn 8.52 p.m. the 7th. And it will be in Capricorn Monday the 8th and the 9th at uh, 12.51 on the 9th p.m. It goes void with a conjunction to Pluto. So the moons have great closing aspects this week, which is nice. Um, the stressful day is probably the new moon day uh, because we have the moon, which is the 4th. Uh, that would be the DB day, the Donald Blanford day, because the moon is uh, opposite the sun. It's square Saturn. It's uh, conjunct it's opposite Uranus, it's conjunct the Sun, it's square Saturn, it's fighting with Mars, and then the Sun is opposite Uranus. So that's probably our most turbulent day. And then the fifth is very bumpy. Even though the Moon is void, we have all this planetary shifting and changing energy. So that's always kind of a, you know, when the planets change signs, we know it's a little turbulent, tends to be a busy news day. They wrap up their journey. Remember, Mercury is wrapping up the story from the beginning of September. And Venus is wrapping up the story from when she went into Sag about a month and a half ago, about a month ago. So we're we're really feeling the turbulence then. So those are the turbulent days this week. There can be some hard news on the second, 
uh, because Mercury squares Pluto, but basically the rest of the week is pretty nice. The ones I'm going to watch are Thursday, that new moon. A lot of stuff happening before it, endings, releasings, done, done, go, go, bye-bye. And then Friday, because everything's released and left, and there's a finger of God, and there's all this faded stuff, we're going to really feel, oh, wow, that's shifting. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Now, we do have these changes that are migrating, shifting, changing us into the next chapter. Uh, remember to be nice to yourself. Kind of plan on extra time. Try and underbook yourself because it will be a week of last-minute cancellations or last-minute changes in schedule. So if you can, book light. You know, I remember at one point when I was a baby astrologer, I was taking lessons from this wonderful astrologer named Chandra Sammons. She used to live in New York. Uh, she moved to Pennsylvania a while back. But she, we would, I would go meet her at her office. We would do a little lesson at lunch in her conference room downtown. And she would come out and she would look at the week ahead to plan, you know, if we could have another lesson, you know. So we, <laughs> she'd look in the, and she would look at the calendar like I'm looking at now and she'd go, okay, yeah, you know, next Thursday doesn't look too busy. And I would be like, you can tell if next Thursday is going to be busy? That was That was the astrologer I was back then. And she goes, yeah, it's going to be really, see all the squares? It's going to be hard. See all the oppositions? I'm like, oh, the oppositions are the ones that look like bombs, right? They look like barbells, barbells, barbells. She's like, yeah, those ones. She said, that means it's going to be a hard day. I'm like, oh, okay. And that was my first exposure to looking at the daily aspects with Chandra. And, um, yeah, so I remember her kind of going, well, you know, next Wednesday looks a little a little tight. Maybe Thursday? Would Thursday work for you? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So this week, Thursday, Friday, um, I'm pretending I'm Chandra. So wishing you a great week and uh, lots of fun and um, turbulent ride, a little bit like riding on the roller coaster. And if you want a vision of the ride, go <laughs> go Google James Corden. And they took one of his workers, you know, one of the people that works for him, they took him to Six Flags and they took him on all these roller coaster rides. And they got a little guy to make them pass the line. And he said, the reason you're supposed to stand in line for an hour is so you don't have to get right on the next roller coaster. So we got to like the sixth or the seventh. The guy goes, like, I, I think I need to sit down. And they had this picture of him with his hand in his head and his, you know, and his hand, hand holding his head and his head bent down like between his legs like, Oh my God, I'm feeling so awful. So go watch that. It was on the. It was last week, I think, on the uh, the Tonight Show with James Corden. It was very cute. Their roller coaster adventure at Six Flags. That's what this week's going to be like. <laughs> so the people that are screaming and yelling and having a good time, and then the people that are sitting there with their head in their hands, going, "Oh my God!" And all all are perfectly reactionary. Stuff. This is going to be a week when people say to you, so like, is Mercury retrograde or something? What's going on in the sky? Because it's going to be a little crazy up there. And you know, as above, so below. As without, so within. So wishing you a great, great week. And remember, the eclipses are coming. In addition to all this other stuff, the eclipses are coming. Take care. Bye-bye.